If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Wake me up when September ends. I tell you what, I can't believe the summer has gone by. We're headed into the fall, and that means it is the busy season. For all of us that are following the things that this program was designed to do, which is help you understand all of the changes that are coming in healthcare and insurance uh, as a result of the Affordable Care Act and all of the other ensuing regulatory and legislative changes that have come out of our great capital city of Washington, D.C. Sean McGuire here, back in the hot seat, really excited about the program we're going to be putting together for you here this week. It's going to be part three of our uh, ongoing series that we've been putting together. Stuart Sloan is going to be joining us here shortly to take a look with me at what is important to the generation groups in selecting benefits in the workplace uh, for them and their families. Uh, as we look at uh, all of the changes that have come from the, uh, the the taxes in the Affordable Care Act, the cost of health care going up, the fact that it's essentially been kind of a dumpster fire in how that they were trying to uh, get people signed up in the individual marketplace. They are way behind where they need to do need to be. And this has had a major impact on employee benefits. And that's what we're going to be taking a look at this week on the show. We're joined by our favorite contributor, I must say, Stuart Sloan, president of SIG Consulting here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Stuart, good afternoon today. How are you doing? Good, Sean. How are you? I'm I'm doing great. Like I said, I'm super excited to be talking about what we're going to be visiting about here today because this is part three of our series, and, and I think this is such an important uh, component uh, of the overall decision that people uh, need to be looking at is how are your generational groups affected uh, within your organization. So kudos to you for, for coming up with the, with this topic, Stuart. Um, the employer-based health care uh, model is uh, is is still strong in our country, uh, but there's been a lot happening over the past few years. What are some of the latest developments that you're seeing? Well, <clears throat> according to two different studies, the Robert Wood Foundation and Urban uh, Study, uh, it showed that of all employed uh, folks across the United States, 72 percent are covered by uh, you know an employer plan. Fifty percent of workers at firms with less than 50 employees are covered, and 83 percent of employees uh, at firms that are larger than 50 employees, uh, you know, are covered. So uh, it shows great stability of coverage. And the concerns about employer-sponsored uh, insurance evaporating after the implementation of implementation of the ACA really have not materialized. Well, I, I agree, and I know that that. That uh, in some of their initial estimates, I think some people thought that more people, more organizations, would go ahead and disband their their uh, their group programs, and we're starting to yep. find that that's not the case. One yep. of the reasons why their numbers are quite short. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and you take a look at, at the shakeout. Um, about 1.6 million people who signed up for coverage uh, in the Obamacare marketplace dropped by the end of March. Uh, you know, that still leaves 11.1 million uh, still signed up. But those uh, dropouts failed uh, to pay their premiums. Part of the dropout problem likely is the switch to employer-based plans. And that's not, that's not surprising when you consider that between 155 and 170 million people in the United States get their health care through their employer. Right, right. And in general, would, would you say those policies available through an employer are probably uh, better than, than what would be available in the ACA marketplace? Yeah, they're much more extensive. Uh, the pricing generally comes along with choice. And so a, a worker can figure out what is best for him and his family uh, from the choices, you know, that are offered. Um, one reason why the enrollment and the exchange have lagged is that not only do more people kept their coverage, uh, you know, from the exchange, but as you indicated earlier, I, I think as, as we're getting on the call, the Congressional Budget Office estimated that by 2016, there would be 24 million people enrolled in the in the Obamacare uh, plan. So the mix of people uh, in in the uh, pools have tended to be people who were at chronic illnesses and thus required more care and frequent doctor visits. I agree. So so the numbers are, are short of where they want to go. And and um, did you see the study, Stuart, this week? Or I guess it would have been wouldn't necessarily have been a study, but uh, Department of Health and Human Services coming out. Uh, saying that they are uh, confident that that the uh, the ACA marketplaces are going to be going to be strong here in the next uh, year. Did you see that study? Well, I saw that study, and you know, I'm less confident. I I think that's just positioning. I agree. Because I think we all agree that the 2017 year is a critical year for Obamacare as far as generating the numbers and trying to attract different kinds of of employees into the risk pool. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to, you know, stay on where we are with the employer marketplace. And what we're seeing in the employer marketplace is that employer-provided health, uh, the marketplace is fairly stable. Employers have adjusted to the changes in the, in the law. Uh, their change of costs and the shifting demographics in their groups uh, via participation really has forced them to take a look at what they're offering. And uh, and change their plan designs, either from within the existing plan or to go to other providers who provide what they're looking for, for stability. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Um, we're talking with Stuart Sloan, and he's president of SIG Consulting here on America's Healthcare Challenge. This is part three of our ongoing series that we're going to be bringing uh, to you uh, to help you make the difficult decisions here in 2017, um, Stuart. Um, we, we've touched a little bit about on this, and you mentioned 2017 being a big year, but uh, can you talk a little bit more about the effect of the Affordable Care Act legislation um, is going to be having on, on these employer-sponsored plans? Yeah, <clears throat> I think when you look, take the marketplace apart, you look at the large employer marketplace, small employer marketplace, I think the thing we can see across the board is that in 2017, the rate increases are going to be in double digits. Uh, they're going to be in double digits uh, for the large employer marketplace, maybe some for the first time, uh, and that's all across the country. 
And for the small employer marketplace, uh, where they look to maintain group insurance, again, because they're in a, a pool uh, of a product that's available on a state basis, they're going to see double-digit rate increases as well. And the choices are going to be limited probably to fully insured or the beginning of self-funding based upon their size. Uh, some small uh, uh, companies had dropped group insurance before, are reversing their course and, and are driven by tight labor marketplace and rising costs and fewer choices for individual coverage are coming back into the marketplace. Uh, unlike large employers, small uh, businesses don't have to offer, uh, you know, uh, health coverage. But uh, in a way to be competitive in their job market. Uh, they just do it because they think it's the right thing to do. So we're seeing more of that. So in answer to your question, higher prices, both in large and small marketplace, uh, but a staying power uh, that seems to defy uh, the odds of what the ACA folks originally intended when the law was put together in 2010. Right. It was supposed to be more choice and, and less cost, and it mm-hmm. appears to be the opposite is happening, isn't it? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, we're going to take a time out here, uh, Stuart, because uh, I think it's time to, to shift gears. But when we come back, uh, now that we've kind of set the stage on on uh, what employers are facing, we're going to take a, a little bit closer look at uh, some of the, some of the ways to uh, really make that the best decision uh, for you. How do you take a look at the different generational groups in the workforce uh, to help you impact your decision? And, uh, and, and looking at uh, all of the factors, and that's the purpose of this show, America's Healthcare Challenge, the show blog, healthreformexplained.com, will have more information on this and, uh, and our commentary on there here at the end of the week. We'll be right back.